night on Rogue Padron. There's no greater in team. Almost like being at home and the process of flattering yourself. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6 standing by. Rogue 7 standing by. Rogue 3 standing by. Did he finally find her? No, he's still looking for Mirax. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a 19 yeah. book series actually about him searching for Mirax. It's called the tell me Je- you're kidding. It's called the I Jedi Order. Oh, <laughs> no. Hardest task on that. <sighs> Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 11, Mission 5. Episode 92 of Rogue Padron. Tonight we'll be covering Starfighters of Adumar, chapters 13 through 15, which is the rest of the book. But before then, a quick reminder of your hosts. If Heath Rogue 3 was a holiday decoration, he'd be an outrageously large inflatable snowman in his front yard that the HOA really wishes would come down. But there's nothing in the bylaws that prevent it, so they can't say anything. (laughs) Just trolling my way through the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Danny Rogue Six would be multicolored winter decorations like icicles, penguins, and snow shovels because he doesn't want anyone to feel excluded. Especially penguins who have icicles hanging off of them while shoveling their driveways. Yes. yes. Seth Rogue Three is in a terrible land where it's summer in December, so she's an entire room full of surf and Santa dolls that never sync up with each other. Oh my god. <laughs> and spiders. Wait, that is, uh, that so, so many spiders here. Oh gosh, that's awful. <laughs> it's a red back right outside the front door. Oh, stop. Mm-mm. No, thank hey, you. Wait, so the Santas that sing and everything, right? That yeah. Are they the ones yeah. that when you walk past they sing, or just the ones yes. you can, like touch and they sing? No, I really want to buy one of those to my flat, and I'm pretty sure my flatmates will literally kill me when I do. <laughs> But I really want to Yes, I love them. <laughs> I just guessed. I'm glad this worked out very well. <laughs> <Probably> so well. <laughs> All right. And I'm Meg, a rogue leader. And I would always be that sprinkle of powdered sugar, cinnamon, or cocoa that somehow always gets everywhere, even when you're extremely careful decorating or eating your treats. Oh, my God. Always. Always. It doesn't matter. It's the glitter of food. It truly is. Those were your four Rogue Padron hosts, Danny. (laughs) So speaking of there being four Rogue Padron hosts, I have a question about Star Wars. Um, So over the course of the next couple of episodes, we're going to be celebrating our completion, with a little asterisk by it, of the X-Wing series. (laughs) And so my first question along those lines is happening right now. And that question is, if you... So this is going to require you to remember the X-Wing books. Oh, no. oh you know oh, I no. can't do that. <laughs> Danny, you're asking the impossible of us. <sighs> so, if Which you... one was that? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> what, what have we been doing for the last 92 episodes? I don't know. It all adds up to so many balls. Anyways, if you were uh, able to take one single scene from any of the X-Wing books and stick it into a future film, which scene would you pick? Absolutely. Tonin, Tonin, King of the Mouse Droids. Absolutely. No question, that one. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) That is, like, stuck in my brain real well, so I love that one. Rightfully so. That was a wonderful moment. It was good. Um, mine would be Wiz Jensen's Ewok prank that oh, yeah. does end up with his backside. That's, that's mm, good. That one's also very good. First backside in Star Wars. You're welcome. It's up there again. Oh, God. 
same no, book. Seth, that was a sad moment. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be great to have it in canon. <laughs> the meme potential is also really high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will complete the love for Iron Fist because mine was going to be a horse person putting together a prom for a squadron. Yeah. <laughs> good book that was. Didn't they all go to they all went to the beach <laughs> ones, right? Nope. Yes, they did. We made all right, that. Wait, that actually happened? Yeah, that actually happened. Yeah, that's mine. Because then Akbar pulls up on the wave skimmer oh, that's and right, that's gets right. on. At the end of yeah. the made Raid Squadron. Actually real. Did yeah. That feels like a fever dream. Like, it can't be real, but it is. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Thank you, um, Aaron Alston. Yeah, the line between what actually happened in these books and like what we fancasted is happening in these books is super blurry. <laughs> Like, yeah. they actually made a sexy calendar and used it to raise funds for the Rebel Alliance, right? Like, that actually happened, right? Pretty sure. It's All right, here's here's my real one. It's up there again, but it happens at a beach party. <laughs> That's just rude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a party. Yeah, worst... Worst... What's the word? Oh, party. Worst party ever. <laughs> I don't know. That was a hard one. Party? That's what she said. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes oh, I'm really disappointed when I set you up and you don't see it through. What was that? You? I didn't hear you. I said, sometimes I get really disappointed when I set you up and you don't see it through. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, you're just doing that like, uh, you're just setting me up now. <laughs> they're, too, they're too easy. That's what she She's said. Look, <laughs> I just enjoy it when you do it that way, Heath. What can I say? <laughs> I can really get behind it. Oh, God. <laughs> and thus, I think we see what we have truly taken from this book series. <laughs> we've learned a lot. Gained a lot as people. Truly. Yeah, we've grown. We've certainly grown a lot as people. <laughs> we've grown in a certain direction. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's up there that, again. That was an accident. We're we're fan casting a death scene at a beach party. <laughs> now I, I use the term "we" loosely. There, it's me. <laughs> the royal way. <laughs> it's me. Oh boy. There was a time well, when I resisted this, but I've found that it's easier just to give in. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> God, that's really awful. <laughs> oh, okay. Speaking of really awful, let's Sorry. continue with this episode. <laughs> I just enjoy it when he does it so much. <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, boy. <clears throat> All right. Wedge and Tycho fly into the Parader's Palace with no resistance except some people on balconies firing handheld blasters at them. <laughs> Of course, they're on the balcony. <laughs> Here we are with the balconies again. <laughs> I was playing Destiny, and there's balconies in some of that game, and I could not stop thinking about Star Wars Adumar because of those goddamn balconies. <laughs> There's so many in this book. It's so weird. My, I know my so many people were so excited for us to read these books, and I just I didn't realize that they felt so passionately about balconies because yeah. I, I have no other takeaway from this book except balconies. Yeah, this must be why people love this book, right? Is the balconies? Yeah, pretty like... sure that's true. All right, when they enter, the <laughs> Cartanian Cartanese, I don't know, are being watched over by the elite Halbogardian forces. Or part of the holdout strike team. It's good. It happens a lot in these chapters. It's good. But no one is really acting up, which is nice. Except Tomer. He somehow thinks that he still goes here. (laughs) Like, just that no one's really acting up, except Tomer. Really just sums this entire book up, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Except Tomer has to, like, do something. When they reach the parader, he has done everything except surrender, which he won't because that's cooperation, and he'd rather die than cooperate. <laughs> that's like that one person in your group project at university that you just really hate. I hate them. They would rather die than cooperate in the group project. Well, it's like, just do the summary at the end. God. No, I would rather die. <laughs> <laughs> It also feels like a lot of people on Twitter, so, you know. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. 
not naming any names. Just I'm sure we all know someone like that. <laughs> I know many someone's like that. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say at least one person. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Well, everyone else is like, okay, let's shoot him. Wedge is like, maybe not yet. He speaks plainly to the parader, warning him of the threat of the Empire, seeing that they won't join them, and then coming back to burn it all to the ground. But the parader still cannot surrender, but Wedge suggests retirement instead. Abdicate the throne to one of his children. The parader doesn't quite know if his children are alive. Yeah, because it's tradition that the Parader's children grow up away from him with fake names so they're not in danger of being killed for the honor or whatever. Cool society, bro. Yeah, that's real good. Uh, He finds out his children are alive and asks that his oldest son come to the palace. Wedge congratulates him, which the Parader thinks is mocking, but come on, it's Wedge. (laughs) Amazing that, like, he's like, I will not surrender, and we're just like, why not just retire? And he's like... Okay, that seems good to me. Sure, I'll retire. That's not cooperation. I'm retiring. I made the decision. (laughs) You can't fire me. I quit. We just really learned the way of, like, convincing old white dudes that they're, like, making the choice when really it's his choice. He's, like, gotten really good at that. Super good. The air battle has also wrapped up with Hobby and Wiz. The agonizer has left orbit, but there is a lombotic shuttle heading down to the planet. Wedge has an idea of who it could be and asks that it has safe escort to the palace. Some Halbagardian elites bring in a Cartan pilot in black. Wedge knows him as Ballas Kerasa, one of the pilots who flew in the Power Down Sims with him and talked with Wedge about ethics and fights to the death. Ballas goes straight to the parader and says he does accept what has been offered to him, but not in his current state. He asks for his pistol and a blast sword, a real Cartan blast sword, which Cherish straps hers onto him. And before he accepts the rights and duties and proclaim himself the parader of Cartan. It's so handy that the person Wedge was giving ethics lessons to ended up being the prince. So weird. I wonder. So weird and convenient. How handy. So glad they name dropped like two people earlier that he was talking to and one of them is dead. So You know what would have been good? If Cherish was actually the sole heir. Oh, that would have been cool. I never let this like that. badass sixteen-year-old kick down the door. Seth Cheris is a woman. <sighs> she's not a woman, Danny. She's a girl. And how can even she? Worse. How can she be the heir to something? <laughs> I hate <yourself. laughs> Look, if Listen, Ami died, you've been around long enough to know better. Do it. Oh boy, I'm gonna take oh. this to my grave now. This is the hill I'm dying on now. I've decided <laughs> right now. Seth, how Cheers. many hills are you spreading your body across at this point? So many hills. <laughs> so many. It's really hard because I'm really short. <laughs> poor the poor zombie Lujane Hill used to have Seth all to itself, but now she's I mean, spread herself across Seth. many others. Now that now that hill has just a finger. <laughs> Yeah, but it's my most important finger. It's the one that flips the bird at people. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Don't. Please move on. Please. (laughs) This got too weird. (laughs) Get me away from this, please. (laughs) My most important (laughs) Why does Zombie Lou J need your most important finger is the real question here. Like, of all the things to donate your most important finger to. I mean, it just, it, it feels like that if you're going to use a finger, it should be your most important finger. Yeah. That's but what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sure yeah, is. Sure is. Oh my gosh. All right, Rogue Leader, take us away from this. I don't know if she can right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she can. I was trying, but it was too funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. Escalion then asks him him if he will surrender, and he's like, lol, nah. <laughs> Everyone is taken aback, but he, kind of in a dickish way, explains why. If Cartan surrenders, they're going to spend the time, a lot of time, trying to figure out who's in charge, what's going to happen to the different nations, etc. And the new public 
that's not what it's called, the New Republic, wouldn't be able to send them any aid or protection. The Empire will easily come in and take care of the pieces. But if he doesn't surrender... and Hang on, if, I have a really quick question. Yeah. Who the hell is Escalion again? Escalion is the parader of the Yegadon Confederacy. That's right, yep. I knew the name meant a thing, but I totally forgot what it was. Yep. Of course it's Yegadon. Thank of course it's Yegadon. It's a, it's a green onion. Oh my god, um. it is. <laughs> yes. Oh, I get Oh no. <laughs> Yegadon. Escalion. Oh, Escalion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Yegadon doesn't sound like Scallions at all. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Um, but if he doesn't surrender, if the... I for, already forgot what to call them. If the United Edumari Coalition offers a truce with Kartan for them to join with no repercussion from their battles, then they can cast votes for all of Kartan's ruled countries. Not Kartan, but yeah, yeah, Kartan. I don't know. Uh, and they would have a working government now. He does resolve that when they've survived this and have the chance, they will enter into negotiations and free the countries under Kartan's rule. That's not a bad idea. It's it's not. It's definitely in Cartan's favor. Um, yeah. Because they don't get tried as war criminals and stuff. Yeah, which is always a pro, I, th- I feel. Yeah. Like, he definitely could have gone about it in a, like, less terrible way. Yeah. Like, explaining yeah. it. But it, it, it does make sense in the long run. Mm-hmm. So Wedge is impressed. That really is the best thing to do, despite Cartan avoiding a lot of things they should probably do to make up for what they've done. But they discuss and decide to offer Parader Balas an equal seat and vote. We are what they grow beyond. <laughs> yes. I just watched that today. Oh. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. Wait, yeah. what movie is that? The Last Jedi, Seth. Yep. The moment I asked, I realized. <laughs> I totally realized. You might not have seen it. It's a Star Wars. Yeah, I've only seen it like once or twice or like six or seven times. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, the new Adumari Union talk with each other to decide who will be their representative to meet with Wedge. Woo, unions. Sorry. <laughs> I'm super excited about that. And I realized it's the wrong kind of union, so I don't actually Seth, care. Seth, we don't get political on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's a pilot's union in the New Republic? No. Yeah, they would get treated so much better if there was. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Wedge would be able to take a holiday. Right. <laughs> Wedge wouldn't be strong-armed into going on a mission during his first holiday in like 17 years poor poor man this is how this book started this is like wedge needed a holiday and all of this has happened to him so i feel very sorry for the man yeah it's a holiday the elder kraken is extremely anti-labor rights yeah oh my god he would be 100 percent he is (laughs) okay but in my head pash is extremely pro-labor rights and they really just don't yeah thanksgivings are awkward at the kraken house yeah they really are Many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Mostly Someone just writes... the tentacles getting in the way of everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the tentacles also make it awkward. <laughs> Please write the fic of Thanksgiving at the Kraken House. <laughs> oh god, please! I need this. Oh my gosh! It's son. If I've told you once, I've told you a hundred times. Unions are not good for the pash out. <laughs> <laughs> And then he flips over the mashed potatoes right into his face. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love the boy. And meanwhile, Grandma Kraken is over to the side, just like obliviously eating her turkey and smiling. She's having a good time. She just wants to know when the pie is going to be done. (laughs) Wedge takes the opportunity for him and Tycho to pull their blasters on Tomer Darpin. He gives Tomer two options. Let the Halbogardian elite take him back to the Yegadon Confederacy to stand on trial for being a war criminal or cooperate with Wedge and face the New Republic for trial, which secret third option, one of them shoots his face. (laughs) I like that option. That's a good option. And like Tycho sticks his gun like right in his eyeball. Like it's a lot. (laughs) 
Yeah, doesn't he have a line where he, like, he mentions, like, the possibility of sticking a, a gun in each of his eyeballs and pulling the trigger? <laughs> that seems like such a whiz move there. Yeah. Like, a little they, bit surprising. They've been spending too much time together. <laughs> Tomer brings out Wedge's dark side. Yeah. It's like the end of a week-long summer camp. Like, they're just, yeah, they just need to be rid of each other at this yeah. point. <laughs> Wait, is that a movie, or did you just go to really intense summer camps? <laughs> <laughs> Both? Or did you just go to really chill summer camps, Danny? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's what it was. I, I never had the experience of wanting to shoot someone through the eyeballs at the end of no, a week. No, no, no. I mean, you become the same person. Uh... Yeah, like as a Tycoon Wiz. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Not wanting uh, okay. to shoot someone. I, I follow. <laughs> yep. No, I didn't really have had the. the no, I, I did not. I meant what Danny thought I meant. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Us. <laughs> yeah okay we're like your your routines sync up and you start like acting with the same mannerisms yeah yeah you tried yeah. to sue me there meg but i was definitely thinking what danny thought i was thinking <laughs> i'm just trying to justify your actions <laughs> it's just your mom trying to look out for you he's had, had a wild childhood <laughs> sure did i went to jesus camp <laughs> Well, I mean, I that explains it. That. <laughs> Ooh, boy. There's a lot there. <laughs> sure is. We'll unpack that in another episode. We have to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're not going to unpack that here. Sure not. It's going to stay packed. We're going to put it in the That's very back corner. But therapy Padron would be so good. Ooh, oh boy. Wedge orders Tomer to tell the Allegiance to accept communications from the planet and lift the communications blackout. Meg moved on Tom- from that real fast. Yep. <laughs> yep, she did, sure did. Yep. <laughs> sure did. Tomer reluctantly does it, but only once Wedge reveals he knows Tomer's secret passcode. It's he password. Keeps a- it's password. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> one, 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 one. <laughs> He keeps his ruse up to the very end where he's hauled off to back to the Allegiance and Wedge tells him he would have been better off to go with the Halba Guardians. Yeah, go with Escalion. Wedge <laughs> walks outside for, partially because he's fucking tired of being around all of them but also to go meet Admiral Rogris who has disabled the Holocom unit aboard the Agonizer. That gives them a few days to prepare before the Empire comes back to attack Adumar. Wedge says he'll still get in contact with Rogros's family, and Rogros says he's probably not joining the New Republic and would actually prefer to stay in Adumar and help consult with them about their forces and defenses, which he has happened to spend a long time studying. That's quite nerd. nice, actually. I kind of appreciate this for Rogros. Yeah. Like, I mean, doing this means that he probably will basically join the New Republic anyways, and he probably realizes that, but, like, it's kind of cool that he doesn't just run off to join the New Republic because, you know, they're helping his family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever, like, that's not important. Like, he doesn't betray his own morals. Which, when you're in the Empire, your morals are stupid anyways. But he doesn't replay, he doesn't do that, but he does need to, like, actually help this planet in a good, meaningful way, which I thought was a really cool way to kind of complete his arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I... apparently, I just have a lot of feelings about Rogris deep down. I actually do. I really like this guy for some reason. I like him. He's He's a straightforward kind of dude. And I like yeah. that he got real drunk when he was sad. Big, Super big relatable. Mood. Big <laughs> mood. Let's, I really hope at Celebration Chicago that there's a bar and it's just called Garm on the Downstream. Oh my god, that would be good. Let's make that happen. Yeah. Whichever hotel pop-up bar. We're not going to be doing anything else, right? It's true. We really are not. Yeah, nothing to do. Mm. Wedge is back aboard the Allegiance, hanging out in the hangar bay. A task force has assembled in space with them, but unfortunately doesn't include the Lusankia, Wedge's usual flagship. He's thinking about home and how it that means it's wherever he and Ayala are now. But the real problem is Adumar. I really appreciate Cartag- the character arc of the Lusankia throughout this series. Yeah. <laughs> Like it went, it went from the the ship where Wedge went to experience vibrations, and now or Corin, Corin went yeah. to experience vibrations, and now it's just like Wedge's home. Yep. Uh, 
once once buried in the bowels of Coruscant and now flying free through space. Yep. You know, that's probably a good way to keep Corrin away from your home is make it in the Lusankia. Because Corrin probably doesn't want to go back there. This is all oh. just Wedge's strategy to like limit his Corrin time. <laughs> exactly. He's a smart guy. He's like, I feel bad that Corrin has PTSD, but I'm also going to take advantage of that. Like they asked Wedge if he wanted to rename it, and he's like, nope, nope, keep nope. Lusankia is definitely <laughs> absolutely. Lusankia's good. It's fine. It's great. Do you want at least the background? Do you want at least like redesign Isard's torture chamber? Nope, nope. It's all staying there. I think it's an important reminder of what happened, and it's important to remember our history. Oh gosh, Corin does not come to Witch's parties anymore. He does not. Cartana and many other cities are severely damaged during the battle. They lost hundreds of pilots on both sides, unfortunately including Captain Matino of the Strike the Moon knife flight. The oh, former parade... I know, he was so in the book multiple times. He was <laughs> a character that had dialogue. He was such a character. He was so Italian. <laughs> <laughs> The former Praetor has now been hidden away on some estate in Cartan, Praetor Ballas securing his freedom in their negotiations. Thankfully, Tomer will still stand trial back in the New Republic, and he doesn't know about the damning evidence Halas has collected about his trans- transgressions. Yella shows up him. next to Wedge. This is the dramatic reading. Are you sure you don't want to direct your forces from Allegiance's bridge? Iella asked. Wedge looked up, startled. Iella had appeared. Bed- bedside? Okay. <laughs> no, he no. wishes. Go with it. Go with it. <laughs> Iella had appeared beside him in deceptive clothing, a naval <laughs> lieutenant's uniform, and had joined Wedge in studying the skies beneath them. Wedge looked aroused, saw that no one was near them. <laughs> An effective surprise. <laughs> I'd swear you were talking to me. What an odd question to put to a pilot. Yella managed a little smile. Sorry, lost my head for a moment. You can't blame me for trying. No, I can't. She put an arm around his waist, rested her head on his shoulder. I'm proud of you, she said. We haven't won yet. Not for winning, for being willing to lose. For standing by your guns when the whole galaxy seemed to be arrayed against your decision. That wasn't fun, but when I was sure I was about to lose everything and I discovered that I hadn't lost you after all, that made it all livable. But that leaves me with one big worry about the future. That I'm still flying? He felt her shake her head. She said, No, that you're almost as stubborn as I am. I... Whatever her next words might have been, they were cut short by the single blare of an alarm followed by words that echoed throughout the bay and Wedge knew throughout the ship. Reconnaissance unit, uh, nope, don't know those words. Reconnaissance <laughs> unit, high flight, three beta, reports arrival of Imperial vessels in Adumari space. Three repeat, three Imperial class star destroyers and numerous secondary vessels inbound. All personnel to battle stations. All pilots to muster stations. Wedge sighed. That's it. He pulled her to him for a quick kiss. I can't ask you to be safe, she said. He shook his head. So shoot straight, and faster than they do. Count on it. I love you. I love you. She broke from him and hurried off to her station, casting one last look over her shoulder at him before she joined the personnel streaming out the exit, and she was gone. At that well moment, Wedge was shot out of the sky, and he died. The end. (laughs) <laughs> R.I.P. Wedge. Can't believe they ended the book like this. Wow. And then the ghost of X Raccoon comes back. <laughs> <laughs> and Corin is still in the background, like, "Where's my wife? Has, he, has anyone seen my wife? I lost her again." Uh, he, he's the gif it's of there, who's, yeah. who's the guy? The gif of the guy is just like looking around, shrugging. Mirax. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like, laughs> has anyone seen Mirax? Not sure. Don't know. Can't tell you what she looks like. I also really love the idea of um the person shouting out the alarm like thing, being like starting to say a thing and being like, I don't know any of these words, but I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like I like that being in character because that's very good. <laughs> right. Like I don't know. I am. I've never had to do this before. <laughs> I don't even know how to read. 
They just picked me up from Adumar. I used to just make missiles. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, boy. I just referred to Wedge as Red in this next sentence. That's not his name. Wedge, <laughs> Wedge Flight. Yep, that's also correct. Wedge Flight is a stunt fighter pilot's form-up. Along with Red Flight is now two squadrons of New Republic ties, an A-wing group, a B-wing squad, a Y-wing squad, and three space-equipped knife flights to make for 106 fighters total. Yep, that sure is some math. Which is fine, you know, against three Star Destroyers. Where's Kirit and Laura when you need them? <laughs> they've had worse, lo- Dead. worse match-offs, I feel. Like, they've had worse. Yeah. Thanks to some clever work from Halas and Adumari military advisors, the Empire thinks the planet is still at war and a fraction of their strength, with the former operator still in charge. The Empire will now try to swoop in, help Cartan win against the resisting Adumari, and install the operator as a puppet ruler. That is obviously not the case. So much space battle happens. <laughs> This is the thing I will miss the least about the X-Wing series. Yep. yep. Pew, 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 some pew, pew. Pew. The goal of the Snub Fighters is to distract and fly cover for the Y-Wings and Blades who are carrying bombs in order to take out Agonizer. Tycho gets hit with an ion blast and is out of battle, but he is safely followed by an injured A-Wing and is on the list for rescue. I feel really bad for Wedge because he like almost loses Tycho like three times in this book. Yeah, I know yeah. there's another uh, Tycho fake out, wasn't there? They really <laughs> love faking out Tycho dying. Like, it is, <laughs> I don't right. trust it. By this book, I didn't trust it anymore anyways, but, like, by this point, I did not. Yeah. Wedge gets in on one-on-one with a tight defender. On their first pass, Wedge is unable to get a target lock on the nimble craft and takes some substantial damage. On the next run, Wedge abandons his logic and just feels with his pilot instinct. Past the TIE Defender, past the armor, right to the twitch of the pilot as Wedge pulls out of their target brackets. On their second pass, Wedge is fine, but the TIE Defender was missing its top solar solar wing array and venting into the atmosphere. The pilot is out of combat and is as good as dead. And that's when we found out that Wedge is (laughs) Force-sensitive! He sure may be, kind of. (laughs) What? No, he's not. He's not. Come on, Saf. You've been theorizing about this just, this entire podcast. It's just an extremely have good I, Wait, real talk, Danny. Have I ever suggested that we was more sensitive? Because if I have, I can't believe it. I don't think so. Okay, thank God. Because it's a real bad theory. <laughs> Which means that I would definitely think it. Is that another hill you're going to die on? <laughs> no, I'm not dying on this hill. I've decided not to. You could leave a pinky. <laughs> like a pinky a, Maybe a pinky a fingernail. Very, not a very important finger. <laughs> I mean, Raven I feel Hulk. like it still ranks higher than the ring finger, though. I mean, I guess I don't want to speak for Saf and how she uses her fingers, but... <laughs> <laughs> Please Honestly, don't. I mostly <laughs> use them to eat Kit Kats with, so... <laughs> That's a really good use for fingers. Yeah, it is. Thank you. <laughs> Last week we were all about bones, and this week it's fingers. <laughs> what body what part? About next week? Finger bones. <laughs> finger bones. <laughs> Take finger wow, bones. Seth, way to really tie it all together there. <laughs> it's all I love it when it just—it's it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> the rogue pottery ring theory. <laughs> Oh my god, someone's going to analyze the nine <laughs> seasons and find all the ways that <laughs> oh my god. I would love the inter-Rogue Padron trilogies rhyme with each other. I I wouldn't even know what to say to that person. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite thing is ridiculous like film conspiracy theories, so that would literally kill me with joy if that ever happened. Oh. Wiz and Javi show up at Wedge's side and confirm that the TIE Defender was probably Fenrir. Fenrir doesn't matter. Fenrir Greyback. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, that's a werewolf. That's a werewolf. A space werewolf. Space werewolf who's also a Tie Fighter pilot. Riv, is that you? I wish I miss Riv. Wedge asks for an update from the Allegiance and is happy to hear Yella's voice report back. 
The imps are taking a hard beating planet side because all of their intel was wrong. The agonizer has taken heavy hits and the master stroke flashes in the distance, oh. a sign of severe detonation. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Both the name of a creepy ship and Sass nicknames for one of her fingers. No! <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Not canon. <laughs> Not Rogue Pod Cannon. <laughs> Don't include this in the ring theory analysis. It's not oh, real. No. I hate it. <laughs> oh, I missed the night caller. <clears throat> <laughs> I miss the night caller so much. What a good ship. And the Razor's Kiss. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. That coupled with the tie loss and how it's going on the ground, the imps have to withdraw. Wedge knows they'll be back someday, but hopefully not before the New Republic teaches Adumar a thing or two about defending themselves. Red Flag goes back into the fray to rack up kills why they can. Some time later, Wedge has already given his public goodbye speech. There weren't as many cheers as before, but still enough. They're back in the Parader's Palace in their dress uniforms, Iela now installed as the head intelligence agent there. Parader Ballas comes up to Wedge and apologizes that Wedge's last fight in Adamar only gave him a single kill. Wedge is fine with it because of who it happened to be, and it was no small feat and made a difference. Ballas also apologizes on behalf of his father. He's furious Tomer was able to convince him that Wedge desired death and saddened that he offered it. He doesn't care for Wedge's definitions of honor, but he does acknowledge it, which is a whole heck of a lot more than before. Wedge accepts the apology, and Ballas offers his final farewell before heading back into the rest of the party. Ella explains that she feels bad for him because he was number one Wedge fanboy, Wedge Antilles. But now he can't show it because he's the parader. Aww, that really does suck. It does. And, like, he probably didn't have the chance for, like, Wedge to sign his collectible cards. They're in mint condition. (laughs) Keith, how dare you? What did he do? <laughs> Nothing, just tweeting. Um, Wiz is over in a corner. Wiz is over in a corner, surrounded by his own group of admirers. He's in the New Republic dress uniform, but with his favorite cape, lined with holovids of a string. <laughs> is Seth you- dying? Yeah, hey, you're making some noise. That's not me. <laughs> You ruined Wiz's moment. <laughs> Seth, anytime there's a noise, it's you. I was muted, okay? You make the strangest sounds. We've, we've established this. I am so offended right now. I will own my sounds. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Wiz's favorite cape, lined with hollow bids. Of a string of Wiz Jensen's doing the can-can. Wesh wonders how that video was taken. But also if there was a way for him to throw the cape into space after they board the Allegiance. Hobby and Tyke. Such a good cape. Wedge, just keep it for yourself. Hobby and Tyke are surrounded by other pilots explaining their moves and flying skills. Health is at the bar looking perplexed. The footage of her new documentary went in a very different way than she had planned. Some of it now even classified. Which is no doubt here. Yeah. Like serious, genuine question. What the hell was the point of Hallis throughout this entire book? Nothing. Okay. Just making sure. Because I thought that she was really just going to come in at the end and really like make sense as a character and wrap some stuff together. But she never did. She was representing the useless liberal media. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) yep yeah yeah which has no doubt she was offered a position in intelligence working in the field of propaganda and deception wedge looks for cheris and she magically appears next to him he tells her that he submitted her application to the academy with his recommendation she asks for another favor if she can leave adumar and his ship wedge hesitates still worried that he's the object of her affections and will get in the way of his boning time but really, Cheris has no place on Adumar anymore. She's lost her title and her endorsements are being pulled. She doesn't want to have to move more than once, so she might as well head to Coruscant now. Even if she doesn't get into the academy, she can still make a living teaching the art of the sword. 
Wedge scolds himself for assuming everything was about him. Iela assures him that she'll bring him down whenever he needs it. And Wedge pulls her close and starts a slow dance of Corellia. Iela reminds him that there's no music. And when he says he can get some, she still says, no, it's perfect. Wedge agrees. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the ending of Star Wars. It's the Star Wars theme. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched a Star Wars? When it gets to the end, there's like a circle of black that goes in towards the middle, and then there's yellow text, and the sound goes. It's blue text at the end. I don't know. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's text. Big fan. Big fan, fake fake fan, fan over here. <laughs> Have you ever watched a Star Wars movie, Danny? <clears throat> Should we do listener questions? Yeah, I guess. Uh, last week we asked, write a love letter to or from a rogue or wraith in Adumari style. Okay, wait. Can I get an exception from this because I went to the ER and didn't have time? Yes. I mean, Thank I did you. mine in the last five minutes, so. Since I don't know what Adumari style is, <laughs> mine is <laughs> Tycho writing to me saying, let's get married and honeymoon on Adumar. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that counts. <laughs> Close enough. Why, why would you want to go to Adumar? <laughs> why not? Because <laughs> they hate it there. <laughs> but there's balconies and a balcony yeah. wedding is great, I think. Yeah, we could we could be on a balcony. All right, all right, I'll give it to you. I mean, we're not going to leave the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mine is my dearest, darlingest Noara Ven. <laughs> Your courtroom <laughs> yeah. rhetoric fills my loins with feelings stronger and more sturdy than the most balanced of balconies. Let me give you my testimony. Love your darling dear. <laughs> Thank you for reaching back there with the rogue padron. That's what she said. Reaching, Damn it. Reaching <laughs> back there with the rogue padron. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Super romantic, very on topic. <clears throat> to my dearest Wiz Jensen, the brightest star I have seen in the skies. Since I saw you murderizing so ruthlessly, I cannot deny my passion for you. I feel as if I am on the receiving end of your blast sword, a burning wound that can only be soothed by your touch. I would follow you across the galaxy and help you recruit Ewoks to play pranks on your squad mates. May the bones of anyone trying to keep us apart melt quickly. Yours, now and until a super weapon destroys our homes. Wow. Meg. Yeah. Being on the receiving end of someone's blast sword is a <laughs> euphemism. <laughs> I love it, honestly. I love it. Uh, I am a writer. <laughs> Yikes. Good. Um, Reasoning Fangirls said, love letter to corn, from corn to anybody. I'm good looking. <laughs> You're good looking. I've got daddy issues. Do you? If so, let's hook up. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. Corn would be would have the most obnoxious online dating profiles. Oh, it would be oh, so. Oh God, he would. It would be like he, photos of him at the gym. Yep, thirst he, photos. He would. He would be holding a fish. Oh my, oh, God. my God, he would. He would be holding a fish. I hate it. But also <laughs> still like, shirtless now. And like, it'd say something like just trying to make the father proud, and you think it's like Christian, but he's actually just talking about his dad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he capitalizes the. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to live life the way the father intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite headcanon about Corin. He capitalizes F whenever he's talking about his dad. <laughs> it's so oh, good. I hate it. Uh, um, Ian Miller sent two in. First is, dearest, darlingest one. I must join you on the balcony that our love may be burned into my memory like a blast sword duel. The most honorable Mari. Also from Ian Miller. My dearest lady Mari, our love is discovered. I must jump from an upper story balcony <laughs> to, <laughs> to ease. <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny. <laughs> that's so Shakespearean. Yeah. To ease the pain of knowing we must forever be parted. 
forever the darling one. <laughs> oh, oh, Wiz, don't jump. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can read you. Got, you got this. <laughs> yeah. You... All right. Jay said, to wedge Antilles, the mass nabble and grand ladder of red flat, who honorably slays his enemies with paint and simulator mass elves. <laughs> that sounds like something different. <laughs> who would cure the frothing disease in his foes with candidness and respect? You have inspired me to be better. I hurt you. Brack Vassery. <laughs> Why is Brack Vassery so terrible at words? No, that's his that's his Adamari accent. Don't okay. be rude. I like that he's been inspired to be badder. <laughs> like it's good to have goals. Brack Vassery. I'm so mad. But I'm glad you brought back Wadge and Chili's because that was really Badge. a highlight. I'm glad I'm sad that never came back in the book because that was really good. Sarah sent in two as well. The first, oh dower one of a thousand frowns. Together, <laughs> together we have slain countless enemies, brought terror and madness to our foes, and accumulated truly stunning amounts of honor with our ravenous might. Let us continue on this noble path with the most intimate of bonds. Will you be my pranking bro for all time? Your most darling one, Wiz. Ah, she ships Wiz and Hobby. And Sarah's second answer, Adumar has infected your brain. I'll warn Wedge. Amputation may be the only cure. Shouldn't make too much of a difference overall, though, right? Also, I got empty cans from the kitchens and paint and wire from engineering. We can move on much Wedge's X-Wing tonight. Hobby. <laughs> the cutest thing ever. It's really oh, good. Bless. Um... Uh, Glistening Bodies. Uh, I definitely will give one to Ian because good, good, funny, Shakespearean. Good I funny. Like... Ian, good funny. Good funny. Yeah, Ian, good funny. Also Sarah's because the matching ones are really cute. Sarah, good and, funny. And that she sent in that it's actually signatures on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's really cute. It. Jay, good funny. Yeah, I, I've got to give one to Jay for typing that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And let's give one to Raising Fangirls, too. Why not? We didn't get many yeah. responses yeah, this let's... week. Everybody yeah. can have Raising Fangirls yeah. can get a pity Bodie. To be fair, Raising oh. Fangirls... <laughs> Raising Fangirls gave us the new headcanon of Capitalized Father. So, like, uh, not, yeah, not yeah. explicitly, but we gained that from this answer. Yeah. So. Material yeah. we could work with. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, boy. What are these questions? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um. No, we're gonna ask that other one, Seth. Goddamn. This week's question: If you had a cape, Meg, I can't read the question because your little name is <laughs> over the word. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> this week, <laughs> what is this question? Were you not listening? You were not listening. <laughs> nope, I was not. <laughs> if you had a cape that could broadcast video of you, what would you put on it to impress others? Or, if you prefer to answer this question, which is your most important finger? <laughs> and why? <laughs> why is the most important thing here? Oh, God. <laughs> At least 500 words, please. So many okay. words about a finger. Okay. Question, does the cape have to broadcast a video of me, or can it be a video of anything? A video of anything. Okay, cool. That that gives me stuff to work with. Yeah, yeah. All right, everyone. Hit us up, listeners, on our Twitter, at Rogue Podron. There is no website. Boo, Tumblr is dying. Everything's dead. Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just wrote Bone Tumblr. It's Danny. Danny just wrote Bone Tumblr, so shame Danny for that. <laughs> Subscribe via Rogue Podron on iTunes. Leave us review on itunes also subscribe by the fire no i don't know who cares I'm subscribe by a rogue quadrant yeah. <laughs> who cares we're the ones that matter <laughs> please leave us a nice review unless you're from fire fire radio and you're mad at us for saying that <laughs> <laughs> hopefully within our like 
three and a half years, they've already all left reviews for us. I'd hope so. I left reviews for them. Oh, boy. They were good reviews, Meg, mostly because I like you. Oh. Like, very much, I have a huge crush on this lead host reviews. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be exploring that in the grand finale of Rogue Padron next week. Oh, no. (laughs) When all the secrets are revealed. (laughs) All the secrets. Next time, a very special State of the Squadron. Will Heath ever read a book again? Will Saf ever find Lou Jane? Will Danny ever have an inside joke as funny as Saf or Heath's? Will Meg ever do an intro to this podcast without pew, being pew, interrupted? Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Will Rogue Padron ever pod the cast again? Or will they patch out for good? And why exactly were there so many balls? fate of the squadron hangs in the balance find out next week on the grand finale of rogue padron and with that this is rogue padron signing off pash out i don't know why i'm doing that i am very high on coding yeah. rogue leader signing off rogue six signing off Rogue 7, signing off. Rogue 3, signing off. Okay. <clears throat> We're so Tonight. consistent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, Danny. You're not wrong. Thank you. I noticed. I just wanted to make sure everyone else noticed. <laughs> we, all, we all noticed. We noticed Tonight. that. Oh. <laughs> Why does this never get old? <laughs> never, not once. <laughs> oh, I think it's because it's always a surprise. <laughs> I know. The fact that you're always surprised every time is what makes it so much fun. <laughs> That's the best part. You're like, oh my god, he interrupted me. What a surprise. <laughs> Surely Anyways. Denny's learned. That, that, that's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.